You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about addressing resistance. This week, we read Confronting Client Resistance in Counseling Today 2022. In the article, it talks about three different types of resistance, Heather. Um, But first, let's talk about resistance, the idea of resistance. Right. Um, How do you usually describe that with a supervisee? Um, I think I would also throw in like avoidance maybe okay um i think i would also talk about um like overall being aware when when a client if i'm using it in a supervision students, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when a client uh is doing everything possible to avoid the actual thing that they need to uh-huh. work on mm-hmm. they came to you to work on some maybe some anxiety problems or something like that and they're just like really into telling you about the gossip at work and they're yeah. really looking yeah. for other yeah. things that are just not necessarily they're avoiding Mm, avoiding task avoidance um i think well right before we started i said that i think sometimes we use that word and it can almost feel like a Mm cop-out but i think maybe i think that resistance is an opportunity it could be or maybe it's like a different way of communicating something to you Mm -hmm. but it it maybe is some, well, well, we're going to get into the three right. types, but right. um, it, it's a less direct version of communication. Right. And so maybe the counselor ha- is, feels like it's a mystery and they're going to try and uncover or, mm-hmm. or understand better, or they have to, you know, dig a little deeper right. to figure out what is it that you're communicating. Right. Okay. Um, so it isn't necessarily like bad behavior. No, because it could be perfectly okay or acceptable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so our three types of resistance in the article that we read are first is conscious so conscious resistance can you think of some ways that you've seen this happen with a client or a supervisee or yourself (laughs) um in supervision i can think of a situation gosh it's probably been three or four years ago something that definitely just needed to be like hit dead on we were coming to the end of supervision and i was like okay so about those hours okay so like like bringing them up like the other part of supervision is the like accountability accountability and like paperwork and all those things and this supervisee just was maybe excited that their hours were done but then also really working in a situation where they had multiple sites and so it was overwhelming to even think about I had been tracking hours along the way, but it had probably been maybe three months since we'd actually mm-hmm. talked logistic yeah, hours. Yeah. So I knew we were getting close, but he like consciously was like, yeah, I know. Let's make a time to get that figured out. And I was like, this is the time. Right? <laughs> um, so like you said, like it, it wasn't uh, inappropriate. It right. was even a pleasant way of saying not right now. Right. But like, he was saying not right now. Right. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think my my examples may be a little less pleasant. I can think of a time where I had a supervisee um, new. She she was just starting out, 
and we talked through a client situation and I determined she needed to make an abuse report. Ugh. And hard. we talked, I said, I know you haven't done that before. Let's talk through what you have to do, right. how it happens. What are the steps? What do you do after? We, so right. talked through all of it and said, okay, so the next time I see you, then I'll be, you know, asking about how it went. It's a big right. deal. Like let's, right. we'll, we'll right. follow back up with each other. And when we did, um, she did not ap- report the abuse. Oh, and um, she did try to kind of uh, like change the subject or move on in oh. our discussion and supervision. I'm just not going to, I didn't do that. And we're not going to talk about it. Well, no, she didn't even say I didn't do it. Oh. She went, she's, I said, well, let's talk about that client again. What happened? And she talked all about the client and talked about the session that week and did not talk about any abuse reporting. And I went, no, I meant the abuse reporting. And then she went, um, I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a very good example. Mm-hmm. Very um, consciously making a choice to yeah. not follow through. Yeah. But- um, what about, I, I kind of teasing, I asked, I mean, do you think that you have conscious resistance? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in like, in life, in supervision, uh-huh. like, definitely. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of a great example that I can share on air. Um, <laughs> what about, I mean, even just managing your own work tasks. Isn't this oh, like yes. a form of procrastination? Maybe? Absolutely. That like, oh, I don't want to return those phone calls. Right. So I'm going to do something different. Right. Because I, I just really don't want right. to return this phone call. I haven't really played on the website lately. Let me do that instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things, okay. yeah. Um, the second type of resistance is stubborn resistance. Mm-hmm. How do you, how would you differentiate stubborn resistance from conscious resistance? So I think conscious resistance, like with my supervisee was like, yeah, can we set up a time to do that? Like it's it's an awareness, but like still a little like not ready yet or I'm Mm -hmm. not there yet. Mm -hmm. I think the stubborn part would come in if it was like repetitive, like Oh, you keep so you keep bringing it up, and they're like, you, no, no, no. maybe you, the counselor, are are recognizing the cues, and so mm-hmm. you're gentle right. or you're thoughtful. Maybe sometimes you do back up and mm-hmm. say, "Well, we can address it that. a different right. day or something." But that you're saying, you keep you know tiptoeing up to whatever the topic is, and you get the same reaction right. over and over, same oh, pushback. Okay, I was thinking, me personally, if I like, I love to go to a CEU, but if they're and I even love experiential types of counseling but if i'm in a ceu and they want me to do an activity (laughs) i have this this like bells and whistles reaction in my head and it's not i don't i mean i don't say it i'm certain that there's body language that is giving me away but i'm in my head no 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 no, i do not want to do that right Right. now Whatever it is, if it's right. like, okay, draw a picture about, no, right. you, can't, you can't make me draw a picture right now. Not doing it. Um, I'll do it at home. Yes. I'll do, I'll, I'll do that later. Writing down the question, not doing it right now. I'll right. do it later. Yes. I have this big reaction, which I, I mean, the fact that I do have that big reaction, I think helps me. Maybe if I do have someone who is stubbornly resistant right. as a client or a supervisee, then I'm like, I get you. I know. I'm still asking you to do it. <laughs> Still have to revisit this. Um, I mean, that's how I feel it in myself. You know, I also think this is going to, we're going to spin it up a little bit, but sometimes stubbornness is for a good thing. Okay. I um, 
have worked with a supervisee before that was in a clinical situation where what her and I talked about was what her game plan was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to, she knew it was not going to jive at her setting because mm-hmm. it kind of ruffled, yeah, upset the apple cart a little bit. Right, right. But she knew it was best for her client. Her and I talked about it. And she does have some leeway there to do, to plan her sessions as she mm-hmm. sees fit. Mm-hmm. So having her stubbornness to see it through, even though she knew she was going to get some uh-huh. pushback. Yeah. She knew it wasn't going to be easy, yeah. but having that kind of persistence, I guess is what I would call mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. really did work as a positive versus yeah. a negative. I Okay. I can see that happening. I was When you were describing that, I was imagining something similar, but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What if someone is telling you, and I don't think, I think that you get, the two of you came to this plan together, but if right. someone is telling you, this is what you're going to do, and you as the counselor is thinking, that just doesn't seem like that's going to work. Or that does not seem yeah. like the right moment. Or I don't see that working right. well. That the, I think that could be resistance so that, right. and stubborn resistance. Mm-hmm. So you're dragging your feet. Mm-hmm. You're avoiding doing it or saying it. Right. And maybe for good reason. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I the, think that can work to the positive too. Maybe for the reason that you mm-hmm. just happen to have more insight on it. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, like uh, us, the supervisors, we don't actually get to be with the client. Right. So we might say, I would do this, or I'm recommending you do this, but they actually get to be with their Mm -hmm. client. And so maybe they know, I don't, I mean, Sarah, sand trays, like kind of out there for this person. I do not think it's going to go over well. And they, maybe they dry their feet. Maybe I don't know. Right. That could be true. So maybe both that that you drag your stubborn. Maybe we're. I think we're. We keep saying stubborn equals dragging your feet. Oh. That you are slow to get going, or you find excuses, mm-hmm. or um, and because you know that it is the wrong thing, or you know mm-hmm. that it is the right, right thing, thing to right. do. Yeah, you can okay. be stuck in the middle. Um, the third type of resistance is unconscious resistance. Have you seen this before in clients or supervisees? I think so. And I think I've even seen it in like family dynamics and diff- different mm-hmm. things amongst like parents to teenagers and just different things. But I think um, unconscious can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Like if you have someone that's unconscious about what they're, they're not cued into what their actions are meaning or what they're, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I always struggle with finding it like how, at what point are you pushing the envelope to say like, Hey. Do you know that you, Yeah. I have brought this up four times and you are yeah. not, you know, it's one yeah. thing to like overtly say, no, I don't want to talk about that. Or no, mm-hmm. I'm not ready. But mm-hmm. if you have a client that you've had to continuously and they just like derail and go somewhere else, they're not yeah. even aware that they're doing it. Yeah. I'm thinking um, I had, I had this parent that I was meeting with for parent consultation. We were meeting pretty frequently and he nice, pleasant, uh, agreeable guy, and always told a joke when he was uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, it, it, I mean, yes, it was like the you know, like um, on a late night show where they they do the the um, the drums oh, and yes. then the hit uh-huh. the the yep. cymbal, but um, yep, on cue every time. Wow, you get a little bit uncomfortable, but um, right, and like all that you were right. that is pleasant and agreeable and you're like mm-hmm. hum, you're funny right. and um but I did and so I was meeting with him and his wife and I did eventually say 
have you noticed that you do that? And he got a big grin on his face and she looked at him. She smiled too. And she said, he definitely knows. <laughs> he definitely knows. Um, but I don't know that he knew in that moment, right? right that he right. knew probably within their relationship sure. that he would do it sometimes and right. she would probably get frustrated. Mm -hmm. But that right then in the moment in when we were talking about parenting, did was he completely aware of it? No. Right. Right. Um, I also have teens, preteens that I think do this, that they will come in um, ramped up to talk about something that's not off topic yeah. <laughs> or um, that they'll change the topic mm -hmm. and start talking about something else. And I've had a couple where, I do. I always let it go for a while. And I think, you know, this is them telling me too much right. or too quick. Right. Okay. We can slow down. But when I can see it's definitely a pattern and not right when it's happening, but maybe when things are less intense, mm -hmm. I'll say, I'll point it out. Mm -hmm. Say, I don't know if you noticed that whenever we talk about math class, right. you. we always seem to change the subject. Did you notice that? And, um, and I will let that, I mean, in the same way that I'm using it as a tool, mm -hmm. that I will take it as a hint. Okay, we're going, this is too much or too fast. Right. I'll tell them that too, that it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't right. mean you're doing anything wrong. I take it as a clue to how you're feeling. What if you also take it like a clue mm -hmm. to show you right. how you're feeling, that this is a hard thing to talk about, or maybe you're not feeling ready. Um I had this one kid, we would pretend like we were like dinging a bell because he did, he became more aware that he did it so right. often. And so he would go, oh, ding, I just did it. Yeah, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. But do we need, you want to take a break? Let's do something different or let's mm -hmm. talk about something different. Um, and we did, we did that. He, so he gained a lot of awareness that he was doing it so mm -hmm. often. And then we moved up to a point where we challenged each other to do it fewer times in a session. Ooh, I like that. That's so really he, good. Right. So when he just was totally unaware and he was doing it all the time, he was doing right. it maybe, let's say, 10 times in a session right. where he would change the subject on me. And then he would, he noticed, oh, wow, I did the pretend bell mm -hmm. 10 times. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We talked about tough stuff okay. today. Um, and then we would, okay, let's see if we can do it like eight times or fewer. Right. And do it a little bit less. So we're pushing ourselves to. Right. And and pushing it to go from unconscious to mm -hmm, conscious. Mm -hmm, I mean, really mm -hmm, pushing mm -hmm. that envelope a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, how does this, do you see this happening with supervisees often? Unconscious resistance? Not as much, but I'm sure it's there, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. um, we see it uh, in when they have to do things that are hard. When they yeah. have to make reports, they don't want to, um, they might be outwardly mm -hmm. like, no, I hate this, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I had a supervisee not too long ago that their client needed a higher level of care. Mm. And it was like, right. It's every time I bring up high, higher level of care, you're feeling like it's something about you, you know, oh. really mm -hmm. it was like, had to reframe it. Yeah. Like it's not, this is higher level of care is hard for you to talk about. So let's talk about why, like what mm -hmm. is, the, take the client piece out of it. Why is this so hard for you to talk about? Yeah. And I mean, She's a newer counselor and higher level of care made it seem like she'd failed or she had done something wrong. Uh -huh. And so it was like, really, but I mean, we had danced around it for like a week mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. we've now talked about this during mm -hmm. supervision as a, a, a supportive call during the week. And, you know, yeah. we're still, so. Hmm. 
I think I've maybe a way that I've had supervisees talk about this with me is that they compartmentalize in a, and especially with a supervisee in an intellectualized way. Oh, I can see that. Cause they, I mean, mm-hmm. they're in school mode right. a little bit still, um, that maybe they would say something like, well, um, you know, that that's, uh, that's not work related. Or, right. oh, yeah, I have a lot going on at home, but mm-hmm. that's home stuff, you know. Right. So they're compartmentalizing and justifying that they don't need to or it's right. not what we're supposed to be doing somehow. Right. Um, or um, intellectualizing by, like, throwing out a lot of things they've read. Right. Well, I just read this article on mm-hmm. this new kind of... And, you're, and, and in your head, as the supervisor, <laughs> you could be thinking, oh, you just changed the subject from... right being more reflective mm-hmm. or personal. Okay. Yeah. Some, you know, we can talk about the right. article you read, but maybe we need to get back to the right. personal topic too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks for listening today to supervision with a, ve- a vision. Heather and I would love to hear about times that you have felt resistance in either counseling or supervision. Um, and would always love to hear about topics for new episodes.